your girl Rebecca and Lily and you're listening to just gooey things that was like an actual little ooh there Lily I like that thank you take that solo girl take that solo (laughs) hey boo things and welcome back to just gooey things the quarantine spooky story special episode 82 and we are your beautiful hosts Rebecca and Lily Hey. All right, for OG and new Boothangs, if you aren't aware of the program that we are recording right now, I'm Rebecca. I'm Lily. And we read spooky, kooky, ooky stories. Yes, we do. So I read five, Lily reads five. We talk about everything paranormal. And uh, for those that aren't aware, that haven't listened to yesterday's episode, um, we are cutting off the quarantine spooky story special episodes um, at 85. So we've got, was like three more left, which is crazy. Um, but it'll be good because now we can get back to doing a lot more research on concentrated topics, which I'm excited to do. Yes. So, uh, yeah, if you have any topics you'd like for us to discuss on the show, um, you know, starting next week, feel free to email us at justgoolythingspodcast at gmail.com. All right. So without further ado, Lily, the honors of the first encounter story of the day. All right. So this one is a little long. Okay. It is called My Story About Experiencing Sudden Activity in a Place I've Lived in for Five Years. Hey, everyone. Hope you're all staying safe and doing well. This is my first post in this subreddit. I have always enjoyed reading the stories. I have had a good amount of paranormal experiences of my own, but never thought about sharing until this last one, which has been happening to me recently. I used to be a paranormal investigator. Ooh, interesting. Um, But when I started a career in 2010, I just did not have time for it and had to stop doing that. So the paranormal doesn't freak me out or make me uncomfortable in any way so here's my most recent story in the last month and a half to two months i have been having some activity in my apartment that i lived in for five years i have never had any experience here which is why the recent activity started to catch my attention the initial activity that i have experienced started out with hearing foots with okay i got this you got this lily here we go The initial activity that I have experienced started out with hearing what sounded like footsteps behind me while sitting at my desk. I would turn around and it would stop until I turned back to the computer. This was a combination of footsteps and what sounded like someone dragging their feet as they walk. I kind of brushed it off and went on with my night. Well, this is starting to happen a lot. I would even hear it when laying in bed at night. In addition to this, I began hearing things moving in my bathroom. I have a few things on my bathroom sink, and it sounded like those things being moved and also sounded like my shower curtain was quickly being opened or closed. I would go into the bathroom. Nothing seemed out of place. I would grab the items on the sink, move them, or slide them around the counter, and I was able to recreate these noises. I found this interesting and, again, did not really think much about it. Later that night, while laying in bed reading... I heard, oh, sorry, I heard (laughs) (laughs) that yawn was inescapable. It just overcame me. It possessed you. I heard it sounded like my kitchen cabinets being genuinely, gently closed and open. This is what happens when we record early. (laughs) 
I walked in the kitchen and all seemed okay, nothing out of order. The stuff continued for weeks on end. Like stated before, this has been ongoing for the last month and a half to two months. Well, two nights ago, I was in bed, turned off my light, put the phone on the nightstand, and was laying there just thinking and listening to some music. I decided after about half an hour I was ready to go to sleep, so I started fluffing the pillows and positioning myself in bed when I caught something at the corner of my eye. As I looked over, I observed what I thought, what I would describe as a dark but transparent human form slowly float across the floor and exit the bedroom. As stated, it was transparent, so I could not see any details, such as face or anything like that. It was just a black, transparent mass in human form that walked out of my bedroom. As stated before, these things do not freak me out or make me uncomfortable in any way. So I simply thought, wow, that's cool. And I turned over and went to sleep. I respect that. (laughs) I have to say, yeah, right? Like, huh, that's cool. A floating, transparent mask. Like, I would be so fucking scared. All the lights would be on. I'd be on the phone with my mom. That's a true ghost investigator right there. Exactly. The next morning, I got up to start my day. I went into the kitchen, made breakfast, and was sitting at the bar slash counter. Jesus Christ, Lily, get yourself some coffee, damn it. I know, I'm sorry. This is... (laughs) It's okay, we love you. I'm such a mess. All of a sudden, it was like I could feel a presence and had the feeling that someone or something was standing right in front of me. Again, I was not scared or anything, but I will admit, I was a little uncomfortable. Uh, Yeah, I don't blame you. (laughs) I just did my best to ignore it, but after a minute, I simply said, I need you to go away, please. Well, that seemed to work, because the feeling of something standing in front of me instantly dissipated. After this, I got myself dressed for the day and went to work. Throughout the day, I thought about what was going on, and I came up with a few theories. Those are as follows. Theory 1. Someone that once occupied this apartment could have suddenly passed away, and maybe they were very comfortable with this place and called it home for many years. This is where they wanted to be a ghost or a soul. Oh, my God. (laughs) Theory two. I recently had a family member pass away, ironically, about two to three months ago, and perhaps this family member was there to say goodbye in a way. Ooh, I like that one. And finally, theory three. Perhaps something followed me home from the building I work in as the place I work in is known to have some sort of the same type of activity and I, among other coworkers, will speak to the spirits there. Either way, during the workday and thinking about these events, I decided that even though I am not scared or intimidated by spirits in any way, I was going to ask the entity, whatever or whoever it was, to leave the apartment. When I got home that afternoon, I did just that. I outload, oh, that's supposed to say out loud. I out loud basically just said that whatever and whoever is there, I am thankful that you came to see me, but I wish to not have an entity in my house, and in the name of Jesus, I ask it to leave. I repeated this a few times and then let it go. I have noticed that the last couple of days since I have done this, I have not heard any noises, have not felt like I was being watched or anything. It seems things are going back to normal. 
anyway, I just wanted to share this experience and I hope that someone finds it interesting or maybe even useful. Any, any comments or questions are welcomed. Thank you for reading. The end. Okay. Um, wow. So I love the theories. You could definitely tell. You could take a ghost investigator out of ghost investigations, but you can't take the ghost investigation or ghost investigator out of the ghost investigator. I don't know. I just thought that in my head. And No, yeah, you can definitely tell that like this person knows what they're talking about. For sure. And this person knows what they're doing. And I don't I definitely don't think it was a malicious spirit. Yeah. Um but it makes sense that maybe it was something that was carried on from work or because of the passing of a loved one that they're just in their own way letting them know that they're safe and okay. And it's like a yeah. final closure goodbye. Uh, those are both really good theories. What was the first theory again? Uh, the first theory was that it was someone who had lived in the apartment. Okay. And this is where they decided to haunt. But it does make sense because they said they've lived here for five years. So yeah. why is it starting now? Exactly. It'd be one thing if he was, like, redoing the place, if we aren't aware of that. Um, or if, you know, he was doing something maybe, like, like a certain, like, practice that maybe the previous owner doesn't approve of. Yeah. But uh, we, exactly. we don't know that. So. But, it, it, but they didn't say anything. And I feel like if they were, they would say that because yeah. they're a paranormal investigator. True, true. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like they would take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. All right, Lily, pick a number from one to five. Um, uh, four. Four, okay. This is titled, Green Buttons Falling from Thin Air. My mother recounts this to me often of two instances when buttons fell from thin air landing near me. I was born October 30th, 1970. Soon after I was born, my parents rented a small second-floor apartment when I was between 8 and 11 months old. The first instance, my mother said that my father was at work and she had me lying on the bed in the spare bedroom changing my diaper when a green button landed on the bed next to me. She thought it was my father somehow playing a practical joke. She searched all of their clothing in my father's military uniform to see if there were matching buttons but couldn't find a match. The second instance, around the same time frame, my mother said I was sitting on a high chair when another green button landed on the tray in front of me. These are the only two instances that anything odd occurred in the one year we lived in this apartment. After moving from there, my parents never had any odd occurrences. I wondered if anyone may have an idea or suggestion of what this might mean or if there are any other similar instances of buttons falling that others might have heard about. The end. Huh. I've never heard of that. Yeah, usually it's like pennies or small forms of change falling, but, um... It'd be interesting if they checked, like, old family photos for a clue. Like, maybe they find the button matches, like, an old grandfather or someone from a long time ago. Even previous owner that may have worn something with a green button. Ooh. Just maybe. Could be. And they're just, like, leaving signs behind. Yeah. Just being like, hey, I'm, like, letting you know you just had, you know... I'm okay. I'm leaning more maybe towards a like a relative because the baby was so young that maybe the relative's coming back and being like, "Hey, I want to let you know I am this baby's guardian," and is just kind of dropping a hint um, with the green buttons. Yeah. So if you maybe if you look through some family photos, you'd be able to kind of solve that mystery. That would be so interesting, right? Huh. Uh huh. I wonder. Yeah, and that honestly what okay if you were a ghost and something started falling from the sky 
like on your behalf, what would it be? Um, let's see. I would want it to be. I would want it to be candy, starbursts, the Ooh. pink ones. Pink ones? Yep, those are my favorites. Yeah, the pink ones are the best. Did you know that they make like all pink starburst bags? Are you serious? I think so. I feel like I've seen it. Or like it's like pink, red, and orange, like a bag of. Oh just fuck those. me! That's the, those are the best ones. I know, right? Like all the other ones, like the lemon one. Like, come on now. Like you could just let's let's cut your coughs in half and like let's just stop making those because everyone is always so disappointed when they open a two pack of Starburst and they get two yellows. That's bullshit. That's just, like, an omen for bad luck, all right? There should be quality control for Starburst to make sure that you don't get too many yellows. Let's start a petition. Yes. I'm here for it. it. Lily, what would you choose? We'll get a billion signatures in one day, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah, and, like, a majority million of them are going to be from me, just under different aliases. (laughs) You're going to have a billion different emails. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I have the time to. Might as well. But, Lily, what would you pick? Um, I would pick... Huh. I don't know. I asked a question that I didn't know my own answer to. I would say... Probably coins. Yeah? Yeah, because it's fun. They're shiny. You can save them up. My first reaction was that you would be the type to just start throwing fully fully loaded Diet Coke cans at people. Just fucking <laughs> pelting them from the heavens. Here. I'm here. Let you know. I'm here. I'm protecting you. That's why I'm so yawny. I haven't had my Diet Coke yet today. Lily, what the fuck is going on? I'm slacking. I really am. I've been trying to cut soda out, but it's not going too well. It's giving you withdrawals over here. I'm serious. Like, sodas, cheeses, apparently, like, they're actually, there's something in them that have an addictive uh, ingredient to it where people actually feel like they need to have it. That's why I yeah. try to avoid sodas, too. But I, I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking water, but it comes with, there's this thing called Liquid IV. Sponsor us. And, um... They, uh, it's like a powdery substance, uh, not powdery substance, it's just powder, and you put it in the water, and you shake it up, and my flavor is passion fruit, and it's supposed to kind of be like, kind of like a pre-workout in a way, but doesn't give you the jitters or gives you headaches, it's just supposed to give you a little more energy, kind of like, uh, to build electrolytes in you, and it tastes so good, Lily. I would suggest maybe trying that if you're trying to drink more water and have some flavor to it. I will look into that. Because it doesn't, it's not like, it's not like caffeine or anything like that. So it's not going to make you crash, give you jitters like, you know, caffeinated coffee does to me. Um, And it tastes really good. And I really notice a difference in like my performance of just like before I work out or like if I have to start the day and I'm feeling a little sluggish, I definitely notice a difference. Huh. I'm going to look into that Mm -hmm. because yeah, I'm trying to cut out soda. Yeah. And they have stuff for, like, sleep, too. So, like, if you have trouble sleeping. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they have, like, a bunch of different stuff. It's called Liquid IV. Liquid IV. I'm putting that in my notes right now. All right. What's your next story? Bitch, that I already want. You have to go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know what? Everyone take a shot every time Lily takes an L today. 
and you will have an awesome Monday. People are going to be wasted in five <laughs> minutes. People are going to be DMing us like, you guys are such assholes. <laughs> okay. Ventriloquist doll, ghost, or my imagination? Mm. I still am trying to figure out what I saw or why I saw it. This is another paranormal account, like many others, that took place when I was younger. The place this event happened had many other explainable things take place. This is just one of the more creepy things that happened. I was probably 10 years old and coloring by myself in my room. I heard a noise, beh- I heard a noise or something directly behind me, and when I turned around, there was a ventriloquist doll. When I looked at him, he opened his mouth wide and his eyes. <laughs> I was frozen, and when I finally could move, I ran into the living room where my mom and stepdad were. I don't think I said anything, but just sat on the couch, too scared to go back into my bedroom. I never saw that particular thing again in that house, but saw other strange things, including my best friend, who I saw a spirit, um, who I saw a spirit of, in one room while she was actually in another room at the same time, if that makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. It was a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone know what the distinction is on why I saw a ventriloquist doll of all things? Of course, now I'm terrified of them. The end. Um, I didn't need that story to be terrified of ventriloquist dolls, but that just validated my fear of them. <laughs> um... Yeah, what do you think this was? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's someone who distributes ventriloquist dummies from the sky when they die. Oh, my God. That's the worst type of person. Oh, God. That's, oh. (laughs) Imagine. Oh, my. What? Like, that's so weird. I wonder if, well, how old did they say they were? Did they give a specific age? About 10. Maybe it was. Well, I guess you can kind of tell when it's a ventriloquist doll. Like, we all know what they look like. But I was going to say, maybe if, like, she looked at it real quick, but it was actually something else. Like, it actually was, like, just a creepy person there. A creepy spirit, not necessarily a ventriloquist doll. It just looked like one. Yeah. Um, Or it could have been someone had passed away in the house that wasn't a ventriloquism or whatever the word would be. And that's kind of their sign of, like you said, like, that's their sign of showing them that they're, you know, present in the house. Interesting. I don't know. I d- regardless, I would get the fuck out of there so quick. So quick. Yeah. I, I like what this person did in leaving the room immediately because you know that there's some people who would go, at, like, up closer to it and investigate it and talk to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Those are the same people that use Ouija boards just for fun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The early stages. Oh, yeah. All right. Over to my next story. It's titled, I think I've seen some bad omens. I do believe in the paranormal. Not routinely and not as an explanation for everything, but I definitely believe that some things just can't be logically explained. I've dabbled in divination for the past couple of years, which has led me to notice more universal symbolism and omens. Recently, I've seen some weird ones. I was driving around my area the other day and passed a funeral procession twice. It struck me as sort of unsettling and out of the ordinary. I drive around a lot, and I don't usually see funeral processions around. I was a little bit anxious by it, especially so when I passed the hearse itself, but pretty much just brushed it off. That same day, I was pulling into a drive-thru around 3 a.m., and a black cat came out of seemingly nowhere. 
It strolled in front of the car and continued walking into nothing. It felt very rare to see, since I live in a well-populated suburb that doesn't usually have animals roaming around. This morning, there was a black cat watching my window on the windowsill of the house across from mine. As I looked at the cat, it began to thunderstorm. I knew it sounds all really small and a touch overzealous, but I couldn't help but feeling weird about these things because of how out of the ordinary they felt and silently spooky. Not to mention all happening in the same couple of days. The closeness of it all made me curious, and I had to look into it just to at least see if these things, uh, if these were things other people believed to be bad omens. In my very unofficial research, I found that <laughs> passing a funeral can be bad luck and Hasten your own death. Oh, God. In European folklore, a black cat crossing your path can be unlucky and lead to misfortune and death. Occasionally, they represent good luck, but from what I found, it's fairly situational. In Greek mythology, thunder could represent punishment to the human by the gods associated with Zeus. And clearly, death is kind of a theme here, if you can't tell. All of this just didn't sit well with me, and it's accompanied by a general strange feeling I've noticed prevailing in my mood lately. Something just feels off, you know? I wanted to post this and see if other people have had similar experiences and how those turned out, know what this means, or have any advice of getting rid of any negative energy. The end. Huh. That's weird that this is all happening at once. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of, I, I know this sounds like a little dark, but... You know, in the in the pandemic that we're living in right now, a lot more people are dying at a faster rate, in my opinion. So seeing mm-hmm. these funeral processions, the the cat omen, I mean, it kind of does symbolize what we as an as a as in the world are going through. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was an omen. Doesn't necessarily mean that that person's gonna die uh, at least very soon. It could just be kind of a, a sign from the universe of what's going on. Okay, that's actually I like that. That's a much better way of looking at it. Yeah, and I think the most and I think the most logical way of looking at it too. Yeah, I mean, obviously we can. I can easily say that that's just all coincidental, and this person's kind of in their own head. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that this person, you know, I, I mean, I'm I'm I can be an observant person, but for the most part, I'm not to things like that like I probably have passed five hearses in the past week and didn't even notice you know like that's just how I can be sometimes so um the fact that this person really made note of everything going on and did their research I I think that there there is something a little more behind it behind like in regards to the universe communicating with us um yeah so yeah that's what I take from it okay I like that yeah what's your next story Lil okay This is called, Are My Grandparents Haunting Me? So I'm just going to put a little backstory to my house. So my step-grandparents owned both my house and their house that are on a cane field until my stepdad bought one from them, and they both passed away in the last three years of living at the house. So I have a couple minor little stories of weird stuff to happen, but they are pretty interesting. One night, I was making funny videos to send to my friends, and as you listen closely, you can hear a little song that plays in music boxes starting to go off. And as I'm scared shitless, I look around, and I have a big snow globe with Disney villains that my mom gave me a while back. And 
it played the exact same music. But when I looked to wind up the stick, uh, it was gone. So there was no way that that thing could have been playing. And when I told my parents, none of them believed me. Another time uh, was when I got my... Sorry, this person uses, like, no punctuation. So I'm trying to, like, work this out in my brain as I read. Another time, uh, I got my nose pierced and I had a hoop one that looped around inside my nose and somehow it kept falling out of my nose when I fell asleep. So it got to the point where I, I just let it close up. And then one day I was cleaning up my closet and I found the ring under my dresser in the back of my closet. If you ask me, I don't see how that would have even gotten there, but it did. I'm going to talk about one more time in this post. Um, so my friend Alexia lived down my street and we were at her house because nobody at my house was home. So I decided to sleep there. We walked alone to my house to get some clothes for that night and going into my room, there's a hallway leaving my living room that leads to my bathroom, my brother's room and my room. So as we were getting clothes, we heard loud footsteps slowly walking down my hallway. I asked mom, dad, Carter, and nobody answered. When I tell you she and I zoomed out of that house, I don't think I have ever run faster in my life. That's all I'm really going to put in this post, but I have a couple more creepy things that have happened. Um, just tell me if you want more before I end this post. I just want to say that I am okay, and I totally um, hear casual knocking on my window at night, and drawers and my doors opening so yeah just tell me if you want more the end uh yeah we always want more right like why would we not yeah and especially i mean do you think this is an an intelligent haunting because that's what i'm leaning towards it definitely could be um i'm just trying to think is, is this something that may have lived in the house at one point um what, what do you think the age range is for the spirit, if you were to um, surmise? I feel like it's probably grown, because if it was a child, it would probably be more playful. Yeah. And it doesn't seem playful. It seems... Well, maybe it was. Maybe it was, you know, it was playing, you know, causing that music to play, and... Music boxes always freak me out. Really? I'm convinced that every music box is haunted. Even if it's like a modern day music box, I'm convinced it's haunted in its own way. There is something kind of eerie about them, about the like the slow music that they play. Uh-huh. It gives me that kind of um, like Jack in the Box vibe where, you know, you're slowly anticipating something to pop out with the slowing of the music. And it okay. Just, it that, just always yeah, freaks me I can out. see that. It just always freaks me out. I just never... I would never ask for a music box. Let's just say that. I would never... I would I would never, like, beg for a music box. Never did okay. as a kid. I had one... Well, the, I had one Powerpuff Girl one. And I was okay with that one because I had everything Powerpuff Girls at the time. And I didn't hate it. Um, but... Then I had other music boxes in my room that were like my great grandmothers, my grandmothers, so they were older, and just always gave me weird vibes. Always swore they were haunted, and I I take it 
I will take it to my grave that they were haunted. All right. Well, at least you believe in it firmly. I they, mean, yeah. The real the real question here is, do we think it's the grandparents? Hmm. But I feel like grandparents usually show themselves. I just feel like they would make it more obvious. Unless, wait, did they say that the? How did they get the music box? Or like they just said they had. A they music didn't box. say. Maybe the grandparents. Oh, the gave mom. Them, the mom. The, oh, okay. So uh, yeah, then. Mm. It'd be one thing if it was, like, the grandparents and, like, they had given them that music box and they were just using that as a symbol to be like, hey, it's me. But yeah. I don't know. I just think it's something that's residing in the house that's just making themselves known. The world may never know. Now, speaking of spooky, kooky, ooky happenings in the house, my next story is titled Energy in the House. So, not very spooky, but I always like sharing the story. I no longer live in this house. We moved out when I was about 15 or 14, but when I was really young, my mom and her boyfriend got a house in a new neighborhood that had been originally been a farm, and before that, we believed some native tribes may have been in the area, as we'd occasionally find arrowheads, but they easily could have been dropped by other residents. The first several years we lived there, there wasn't much to say, just a peaceful house that sometimes had weird energies or sounds, but we never thought too much of it. My mom's boyfriend at the time had cancer from when he was a teenager, and it was really kicking his ass by the time I was 10 or 11. He ended up dying in the house, and we then, uh, and then a lot of weird shit started to happen. We were never concerned about it, as we figured it was just him looking out for us, but towards the end, things got scary. At first, it was just the small chills down your back. There was a clock downstairs that he hated, and when he died, it stopped. It was a pendulum clock that had been gifted to my mom, the pendulum still swung, and you could hear it ticking. We replaced the batteries and everything, and it never moved again. We had new baby toys that the baby would smack on the ground for them to go off and would start lighting up or singing with no one touching it. You'd hear footsteps upstairs, the dogs on the couches, and everyone else not in the house. And once my sister came out of the bathroom, spooked after hearing his voice. The kid's bathroom wall was connected to their bathroom wall. Oh, oh. Uh, Oh yeah, the kid's bathroom wall was connected to their bathroom wall, and she thought it may have been my mom's new boyfriend, but he and my mom were both downstairs, and our brothers were gone. Again, all normal stuff, until a couple years before we moved out. We'd hear doors close that were already closed, and everyone in the house said they felt something staring at or following them. We had two dogs, one was pretty calm all the time, the other is a little sporadic, but doesn't bark unless there's a reason. Once my stepdad went to the bathroom and my mom felt the bed sink down next to her and one of the dogs started to growl, growl and bark. I was really close with our calm dog. He would come into my room and lay on my bed. Sometimes at night he would stare at my door and whine until my parents pulled him away. He didn't really bark and he was, and he was very nice, never growled or got aggressive unless he was in my room. Sometimes we would be hanging out and he'd sit up and start growling and barking at the corner of my room and no matter how much I tried to calm him down, he'd still bark. He didn't like when I'd get up and try to lead him out of the room because we'd have to pass the corner he was growling at. My friends and my siblings' friends would make comments about being freaked out at certain times of the night or if they were left alone for a bathroom trip or so on. Fortunately, no one ever got hurt, but I wonder about the family that lives there now and if he's still active. I've heard about spirits not put to rest going bad and becoming evil, but how quickly his energy changed from positive to negative really freaked us out. 
the women in our house always say the places they live have some sort of energy, and we think the house we're in now may have something, but so far it's been much more calm. I've talked to my mom and sister about it, and sometimes it makes me wonder if it's just our family. Again, everywhere we go, it feels like there's something there. My mom's never lived in a house she didn't have experiences in, and her sisters have shared a lot of their stories. And then they put an edit at the end saying, After talking to my mom, she herself isn't sure if it was even John, the old boyfriend, all the time. Apparently, one of my brothers had been seeing things since we moved in, and I started to talk about the man on the stairs. I had seen as a kid before he died, but thought it was just my eyes playing tricks on me, which lined up with what he was saying, I guess. Activity definitely, activity definitely picked up after he died, but maybe it just wasn't him? The end. Ooh. Well, first of all, I definitely think that this is a family of sensitives. Definitely. There's something like at least is like attached to the family. Maybe it's like a curse on the family that they don't know about. Ooh, I love a good family curse. Mm-hmm. Stanley Yelnats. Family was cursed there, you know? I might watch that movie today. Oh my god, such a good movie. Never gets If old. our Boothangs don't know who Stanley Yelnats is, you're too young. You're too young for us, bro. Oh my god, when my cousins were over the other day, one of them talks strictly in memes. Like, that's it. <laughs> that sounds and like I my was, type of person. I was like, uh, like, I love memes. Like, I'm an A1 shit poster on Facebook. Oh, a thousand percent. But, but oh my god, he talks strictly in me. Anyway, sorry. That was a quick side note. But, uh, yeah, back to this little situation here. Um, I don't, I mean, the only reason why I would think if it was the old boyfriend and he went from positive to negative is maybe because he was mad that the mom moved on with another guy yeah. who didn't approve of the guy. Yeah, I could see that little ghost lover's quarrel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, honey, I wouldn't want you to move on after I die. Uh, no, the fuck, I wouldn't. Um, no, you're staying single forever and being miserable. Okay, sorry. Yeah, right, because then because then I have to live forever haunting you and watching you be with someone else? Hell no. Uh-uh, no. Hell I'm being selfish no. after death. Goodbye. But, yeah, so uh, it could be, I mean, it could be that it was that he was mad, or it could just be that, you know, this family's cursed or has some sort of spirits following them and they're sensitive to it. That's my conclusion. That's our conclusion. Yeah, that's the general consensus, I think, is, yeah. uh, you know, ghost of, you know, jealous ghost, uh, who I, which I don't blame. At all. No, there is no blame. I would be the worst. Like, if I was married and... I died, like, young, and my husband, uh, Drake Bell, moved on. <laughs> there was, like, this meme. It was Chrissy Teigen. No, I think it was just a tweet. I don't even think it was a meme, but Chrissy Teigen had tweeted, um, if I die before if I die before John, I've put, uh, I've put a note in John's pants that say, if I die, John killed me so that he has to get locked up forever so that he can't be with anybody else after I die. Yes! And I felt that on such a spiritual level. Yep, that's me. That's me. <laughs> I'm just petty. Queen petty. I like to walk the line between savage and petty and, like, really blur it so that I can get away with pretty much anything. That's a pretty, that's a pretty iconic thing to be. I like that. I like that mix. Thanks. It's a, it's a toxic mix, but it's okay. It's okay. We're fine. We're fine. 
We're okay. All right, Lily, what's your next story? Okay. This is called Ghost in My Middle School. This story is from years ago. My middle school was a really old building shared with multiple other schools. Before it was a shared building, it was an all-female school for rowdy students who were too violent for normal schools. I don't know much else about the history of the building. Everyone always joked that there was a ghost wandering the halls and that if you went down one of the spookier hallways in the basement, you would see it. I never believed that it was actually haunted, but I always played along to help scare some of the younger kids. One day, I didn't want to go to Spanish, so I asked to go to the nurse before it started. Instead of going to the nurse, I went to the bathroom to hide. The bathrooms had one entrance that required a key, normally attached to the hall pass, to open. But luckily, someone was leaving just as I arrived, so I was able to get in. The bathroom had three stalls and a large window. The window was closed and locked at all times, as well as covered by a metal grate, left over from when the school was a school for rowdy kids. I sat in the middle stall and began playing on my phone. No one else was in the bathroom with me. About 10 minutes in, I heard the stall door next to me slowly creak open and slam shut three times. I immediately got up and looked in the stall. No one was there. I checked the other stall. Still no one. I was alone in the bathroom. My heart was racing and I backed up out of the room. I didn't remember exactly what I said on the way out, but I think I whispered something like, if there is a ghost in here, please don't be a mean one. And then I ran back to Spanish class. (laughs) <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts, but to this day, I have no explanation for that moment. The end. That is such a weird experience. You don't, I mean, you hear of haunted schoolhouses, but to hear something that's a relatively newer experience of a middle school being haunted, that is weird. Isn't it weird? And it's spooky kooky And I remember in my middle school, there was a big bathroom in the basement that nobody ever used because everyone was scared of the basement so this resonates with me who the fuck who the fuck wants to haunt a middle school i mean if i hate, okay you got me there Good i point. hated middle school i hated everything about middle school middle school sucked the kids are the worst i wouldn't oh my god middle school teachers you guys are the real heroes because you deal with them when they are at their absolute worst Middle schoolers are vicious. They're mean-hearted. They're rude. They smell because they still don't understand what deodorant is. And they're just going through puberty. So, like, all their emotions and hormones are all over the place. And, yeah, no. Middle school sucks. So why you would haunt a middle school is beyond me. That's a good point. I never even – I should have thought of that. I may have some trauma from middle school, but it's okay. We're okay. (laughs) We're okay here. We're okay. Don't we all? (laughs) Yeah, we definitely do. Okay, my next story is titled, do you guys hear that? Do you hear this freaking sawing upstairs? Because Mike no. swears he's Bob the Builder. Okay, good. I'm glad you guys aren't hearing this. <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, Mike's making a shoe rack for upstairs, so I, you know, I'm grateful for that. But holy shit, is that annoying. So my next story is titled, Experience with Shadow People During Serious Car Accident. When I was 14, I was in the car with several people involved in a pileup. There were several injured in the car with me and must have been in and out of consciousness. I saw a darker colored world. Everything had dimmed and dark figures around all of us in the car. One was pulling on the back trying to ride me. I cannot explain the feeling properly. There had to be about 12 dark figures in the car in addition to the nighttime effect color scheme. The accident was during the day, may I add, but everything appeared so dark. 
When I was in the ambulance, later released that day, everything was back to normal. It was as though I was in a temporary alternate world. Can anyone tell me what I likely experienced? It's been years, but it feels like a nightmare to recall. The end. Do you think it was just like a near-death experience? I'm thinking that. Um, I'm thinking, like someone had wrote, um, it could be that because, you know, car crashes are just so traumatic that a bunch of bad residual energy could have been manifested from it. And the black kind of color scheme, the nighttime effect that this person was feeling was just all the negative energy that was consuming that scene. Like they were able to see the energies. Ooh. Just a theory. Just a theory. Just a theory. Uh, Yeah. I could see that. I'm just trying to like imagine it, you know? I can't. I mean, I can't even imagine being in like that serious of a car accident. Knock on wood, never was. Um, but it, it definitely, I think it definitely has a psychological, scientific element to it too. I mean, it, this person was probably going through so much trauma and shock that I could imagine things were like hazy for them, and they just didn't know what was really going on. But there could have been that spiritual aspect too of it being, you know, forces like just shadows either trying to take their lives and try to take their souls or they were guardian angels oh i like that i like the guardian angels idea or it could have been dark spirits and the angels fighting each other like trying to like see like who would win the battle and that's why there were so many and that's why there were so many dark figures i like it all right lily what's your last story okay my last story is called Lady on the Bridge? Question mark. My ex-girlfriend was driving one night through the desert and it was fairly late in the evening. We were driving through native territory and at my work, I would always have customers tell me about Bigfoot encounters and shapeshifters. I had never really seen anything paranormal that was physical, so I laughed it off. We had moved out about three hours from our hometown into the middle of nowhere, Rudocio, New Mexico. So we had wanted to go home for the weekend and hang out with family and rest, and I wanted some pills. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We come around the corner, and I see we are going to cross this bridge, and on the side of the road, I swear, was a super old lady crouched down, pale with pale white skin and pure black hair i remember she whipped her head around and stared right at the truck i yelled to my current girlfriend to slow down and see uh she was just frozen scared and didn't do anything except continue to drive straight ahead i looked at the thing and i just see it turn and jump right at the truck and then poof it had wings and then smashed right into the windshield and its head and neck got wrapped and mangled around the antenna we slowed down and i looked at it and she was just saying what the fuck was that what the fuck was that i told her i don't know but i gotta check this out so we pull over and i pulled this huge white owl off the antenna and for a second i swear i felt it reaching out to me pleading for me to kill it i finished off the mangled bird and we took off after that she would never talk about that instance again a lot of bad things happened right after that and about 20 feet from that area i fell asleep and almost drove off a cliff 
eventually things got so bad we ended up separating after a lot of drama and just one bad thing after another i always wonder what it was we hit that night the end what the hell an owl woman uh-uh we've heard about those owl omens we have and it was a white owl right like a snow owl yeah and that's the that's the um the omen for um death in the future in the near future oh boy maybe that was some of the drama he was talking about (sighs) that is and the fact that this person is just going through like the near-death experience of almost driving off the cliff while falling asleep at the wheel that is horrifying that's ter- you know what else is terrifying that happens while you drive is sneezing. Sneezing while driving is terrifying. The worst. The worst. Because like your heart technically isn't it true that your heart stops to that split second? I'm pretty sure that's true because I've heard it too. Um. Yeah. And we all know you can't lie on the internet. It, oh, never, never. Fake news? What is that? Um. <laughs> I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar. Uh. But yeah. Uh. What was I gonna say? Um. Yeah, that's just fucking weird. Just a weird situation. Um, do you think that this was a sign? Like, do you think this is a sign from a darker force? Or what Like, what do you take from this experience? Do you think that something's out to get this person? Um, I feel like it was just wrong place at the wrong time. Wrong time. Okay. Like, I don't know if it was necessarily an omen. It was just they saw this weird cryptid thing you know, doing its thing. Ugh. Yeah. And what, did they say what time it was at night? Um, they didn't say, but it must have been late at night. Late, yeah. At least I don't think they said. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. All right. My last story is titled, Lost My Mother Due to an Evil Spirit. This is a very personal story to me, but since I'm interested to read all the paranormal stories here, I want to share mine. Since I was a little girl, I've always seen figures beside my bed. It scared me, but it felt that they were not evil in any way. It was just a white silhouette standing there. Still freaked me out, but because I had a mosquito net as a decoration, I believed that they could not come through. They varied from an older man to a young girl just standing there. Fast forwarding to my teenage years, around 18. My parents were divorced, so I lived alone with my mother. My stepfather was with us part-time. I had always had a bad feeling in the attic. Whenever I was laying under the sunbed, I would never close my eyes for five seconds without having the urge to open them because I felt like something was watching me. But I never saw anything. But even at the ground floor, my cat always stared like crazy into nowhere, like it was scared of something that I could not see. My mother had a troubled childhood. Not going into details, but it was trigger warning was sexually assaulted by family members and later in life lost her firstborn child. I tell this because I think that this is why she became vulnerable to the evil spirits. She became more and more depressed living in that house. My family sent her away to a psychiatric hospital and suddenly she would feel very normal asking us why she was there. But every time she was back home, she would go crazy, feeling depressed, stuttering, and talking to herself. She had an empty look in her, in her eyes. And on one occasion, my now ex-boyfriend was with me. We could hear her scream from her bedroom, pulling her hair out. Her best friend came over, and we just sat in the living room, terrified. The lights were flashing, and the radio would just play louder and go softer over and over. We could see the volume dial moving, all while she was screaming. 
I was glad my boyfriend was there for support, but could also see the strange things. This happened almost four years or so. She went to psychiatric hospitals, recovered, came back, and it would start all over again. Since I was a teenager, in my very early 20s, I wanted to be out most of the time, not dealing with the depression. She was very clingy, kissing me and hugging me every second she could. It made me very nervous. I was in my finals week when a teacher called me out of class and told me my mother had killed herself. She did it in the attic. My stepfather had found her. Later, we found out she was sleeping with a hammer under her pillow. Oh, God. Yeah. Strange thing is, I never saw an entity in that house. Only the horrible feeling and things moving. I moved out and found a place of a few blocks further from that house. After a few years, I had a new boyfriend and saw things again. Again, white entity standing by my bed, but with no evil intentions, if that makes any sense. But one night, we were sleeping in my living room, and I woke up, gasping for air. Sat right up. I looked at the door and saw an all-black figure coming through. My boyfriend woke up looking terrified because he saw my face with my eyes wide open. I looked at him, but when I looked back, it was gone. Since then, I never saw any paranormal activity again. I still wonder if the fact that she had all that trauma in her life made her vulnerable to the evil spirits in that house. And I still regret leaving that day the way I did when she ended it. Because she was so clingy, I told her after the third kiss and hug that it was enough and annoying and I just wanted to leave, not knowing it was the last. Still, and this may seem heartless to some, it also felt like a relief that it was over after living with a depressed mother for four years coming in and out of the hospital. It has been more than ten years now, and you guys are almost the only ones I have told the story to. It has been a wild paranormal ride, but I want to share it with you. Just be aware that there can be more to the story and trust your feelings. And most of all, show love to the people who are close to you. You never know if it will be the last time you can. The end. Aww. Yeah. Sorry I ended on a really sad note, guys. But, um, yeah, just... It's sad. And, you know, mental illness, it's, you know, it's, it's psychological. There's a science to it. You know, there's so much more than what we know to mental illness, unfortunately. Um, but I find it interesting that the person brought up a point of, you know, this past traumas, you know, could have been a trigger for, you know, the mental illness that their mom was going through. Um, but there are theories that spirits cling to the mentally ill because they're easier to manipulate. Okay. Um, that makes sense. They've lost the belief in free will. They blame all their problems with bad luck, fate, etc. So they look for guidance wherever they can. And it's sometimes voices that they choose to have guide them. That's like a theory um, of why most likely people with mental illness um, have these bad experiences with spirits that are not so good. Okay. But um, I can't even imagine going through what the mother was going through, what the what the daughter or son was going through during this time. Um, it's just sad. Just so sad. And I it's hope heartbreaking. Yeah. I hope that there was, you know, the mom is resting in peace. Um, there is some closure there in the sense that the mom no longer is going through, you know, what she was going through. Um, it's, it's just so hard with mental illness. I mean, it's just, feeling like you're alone even though you're not there's always people to talk to um you know you aren't the only one going through what you're going through and um there's always there's always an answer besides suicide and unfortunately sometimes like it's hard it's you know easier said than done of like hearing that advice 
Mm-hmm. Because when you're in that state of mind, I can't even, like, imagine what people are thinking. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, I just think that this is a good way to end in the fact that the moral of the story is just, like, you know, there's always another answer. Um, yeah. Talk to somebody. Um, you know, there's always someone willing to help and listen at all times. Good message, Rebecca. I try, you know, try to lighten up the mood with some positive advice, you know. So um, on that note, that concludes this episode of Just Ghoulie Things, the quarantine spooky story special, episode 82. Now, Lily, do you have anything to wrap us up with? Uh, yeah, watch the fuck out for owls. Oh, for sure. And their long legs. Yep. All right. Social media. Follow us on Instagram at... Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience they'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at... Just Ghoulie Things Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Fangs, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.